0: Once again, everybody, welcome to an all-new episode of the Drunk Friend Podcast. This is episode 73. I'm Trav. I go by Nest Friend there on the old YouTubes. I'm here, of course, with Alex. It's Nest Drunk. Alex, how you doing, man? You sound a little bit tired. Has work been getting to you already in 2022? Yeah, well, you sound tired because you came from MagFest. And mm-hmm. uh, that's
1: and not only is that, uh, you know, as fun as it is, I'm sure it's, it's an exhausting and uh you know you're getting up there in the old ages oh yeah uh you, you talk about the olden days all the time on the nest friend so uh you, you nowadays when you when you crash at a hotel and uh, play arcade games all day that's going to hit you a little differently when you're uh when you're 64 <laughs>
0: as opposed to when you're uh you know back in your 30s right yeah but, i'm looking uh, forward to still going to macfest when i'm 64 I don't know. Do you ever, do you ever think about that? Like, you know, we're doing, we have our YouTube channels and and I think it keeps us young, you know, talking about the video games and that kind of thing. Do you think about like what we will, what you'll be like when you're like 50? Like, are you still going to be doing, are you, or will, will gaming culture age, like all your friends, will all your peers still be getting out that one room? Some of them have died off. Others have fallen out of favor with the, with the hobby. We're still going to have that room of fifty-year-olds at Magfest hitting the arc at least one day. Maybe go Sunday when it's died down a little bit. Still hitting the arcades. You ever think about that? Yeah, I, I think about uh, past that.
1: I think about when I'm like eighty-five and I'm in, the, you know, I'm in a hospice bed or something, playing, playing, you know, Monopoly for NES or something like that because it's the only game my slow-ass old brain can keep up with. So yeah, I, I think I can. <laughs> <laughs> this is you know i don't see it going away anytime soon i'm gonna be listening to guns N' roses appetite for destruction i'm gonna be uh watching
0: reruns of save by the bell Heck yeah dude. i'm gonna be uh, yeah yeah i love to hear that Because <laughs> i'm gonna be right there with you maybe we can get a get a joined room or something but um yeah <laughs> but yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah Mac, no, MacFest was was a good time man we had uh a group of people go um there's a, okay just to get it out of the way a lot of concern about about the coronavirus. We're obviously very concerned about it, but we, we booked that trip in the middle of the summer when we naively thought like everyone else on earth that, uh, hey, maybe we're past it a little bit. Um, and yeah, we, we could have canceled, but we didn't. We took we took good care, we formed a bubble. We made a made sure we had a negative test before we got there as a group, made sure that our group was the only noses that we saw all weekend. And I got to say, <laughs> hats off to everyone that went to MacFest and all the staff. Yeah. From my point of view, I saw no miss masking you know what i mean like nothing nobody wearing one on the chin weirdly nobody missing the nose everybody had the the full-on like good masks and stuff like that so um and and hats off to magfest itself too you know
1: they they had uh i think didn't you say they they uh uh, vaccination was
0: required to get in yeah yeah so i i don't think you had to have the booster but you have you had to have that initial full vaccination right so yeah um, you had to show that so they they let you in they were responsible about it by the way about the mask thing Mm -hmm. it's it's funny to be
1: i you know we we were in a pearl and i were at a place recently where they had to announce you know over the pa system like make sure your mask is over your mouth and your nose and it's like are there people out there that don't realize your mouth and your nose are connected? It's insane, like, do, right? Do you do you not do you think you just breathe through your nose or just do you think you can't get sick if you breathe through your nose? Like is that, so, that never occurred to me. I'm like, is, is that something people actually think? Like are, is are, is
0: that is like a new <laughs> low that I did not realize existed? It's like they think they found a loophole over the rest of us. They're like, <laughs> I can still breathe pretty good if I let my nose hang out. <laughs> Like, yeah, no, dude, the nose is the bad thing. Wow. Nose have been infecting so many people. But, uh, but yeah, I know there's a lot of people being critical about the decision to go I totally get that. I wasn't uh, super comfortable with it really but uh, we all we made it work. We, I committed to a group of friends we all made it work. None of us have it. We all tested negative and actually MacFest has been releasing some numbers and uh, very low positive uh, reports after the fact. Of course there's going to be folks that don't report but uh, less than a percent of people so uh, just hats off to everyone. It kind of it shows that if everyone pulls together you can make an event like that work. Right. Right. Well, exactly. Good point. Yeah. But uh, you know aside from all that I just want to get that out of the way. So uh Lots of, lots of cool arcade games. We got to play with a lot of the friends from that Polykill Discord that we spent a lot of time with on the day to day. And so it was cool to hang out with folks like Burger Champ, uh, P.D. Puff, Captain Drachma, who gets a lot of our guests. Um, you know, those are guys that I've played a lot of arcade games with. It was just a ton of fun, yeah. man. Just a, a ton of fun uh, to go there and, and hang out with people that you don't get to see on a regular basis, but. You talk to them every day and and enjoy the hobby uh, that you both are sort of unified over. Got to go to some cool panels, saw uh, Video Game History Foundation, Frank and Kelsey, which might be a nod to some future episodes here, but that was super fun. They're they're great. You know, the stuff that they're doing is just incredible. And they always put on a good um, a good panel, answer a lot of really good questions about video game preservation, what their plans are, the stuff that they have to go through with those video game companies to get a lot of that information and get them to trust them that they won't just, you know, put it back out to the public and be like, we, we would like to take good care of this stuff. And so that was interesting. Um, what kind of information are you talking about? Like, like, do, are they trying to get like sales figures so they can help determine rarity um, of things? Or? It's not that it's so much as just anything that went into the development of the game. so any any iterations sure. or tools or um, you know maybe versions that uh, were created but never released um, uh, stuff like that and a lot of times the stuff that they talk about it's like the game itself, uh, most of the games themselves are fairly preserved. We have them in ROM form. We have we've collected physical portions. Like it's it's more just the material surrounding it, like marketing materials and oh, okay. um, you know, knowing who made the game. That a lot of times that's not even known who's responsible for it. That's true. Yeah, I found that out doing SNES trunk, where it's like, yeah, this game was made
1: by a company named, uh, you know, frickin... Penis Five, or something. <laughs> I don't know, just something off the top of my. I don't know why that's off the top of my that's, head. oh that's a like, weird, pe- yeah, that's weird. Penis, yeah, it's pretty weird. Penis Five, I'm burnt out. <laughs> penis Five made this game, and uh, they, they, they did a hell of a job. But who the hell is P? Pe- there's like no Wikipedia page. There's nothing. You can't dare Google. That's why. That's what I'm getting at. It's right. like you can't Google the name because you're not going to find anything. I wouldn't Google Penis Five. Um, no, I agree with you there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but um, but yeah but
1: but in some cases you do find out who those people are and it turns out they're like an offshoot of capcom or konami right. it's like a group of dudes that were just like hey let's form our own little thing you know, without them knowing and let's make this game and let's see if we can get someone to publish
0: it and stuff like that. So it's a lot of really cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. And another thing that they really try to capture that I think slips out of our minds when we think of video game preservation is they want to capture the culture around it because they're like, sure, we can we can, um, keep us one server open for, you know, let's say... 50 years from now world of warcraft we can keep one server going so you can see what it looks like but that's not the game that's not the way it was intended so they're like we we need to we need to keep track of like you know uh even some so much as like blogs and people that have described their experiences with the game you know well-written portions of that videos of people playing it to see what it was looked like the culture around the game the societies and and stuff that bleed outward so i mean it's it's more than just you know keeping a, a bin full of discs it is uh it's a lot
1: yeah sounds like they need to get in touch with uh was it pam that had the world of warcraft uh, blog yeah she, that's where her, her original name came that's from. right like she needs to get in touch with these people that's right i think hungry gariah had a blog too way back in the day for all the stuff that she played back in like the early mid 2000s and stuff like that so yeah they're
0: using the Wayback yeah. machine for a lot of that stuff too it's really interesting so uh again huh. uh that might be a wink to some some stuff that we're trying to pull off here at drunk friend in a future episode but super fascinating stuff great panel uh and then the music stuff obviously we've had some guests on here uh over the past year that were featured at Magfest. and uh noah of bit brigade he has his own booth where he sells his art uh mentioned that here and i bought i'm out of wall space and i told him that i'm like look dude i'd love to buy all the art i have no more walls uh so i had to buy a mouse pad uh which is great i'm using it right (laughs) now so it's mouse pad with his art on it got tons of bit brigade swag they were great they played legend of zelda uh, live. It was awesome. Oh well, that's that's just you know they're they're just pandering to you at that. Oh, point. absolutely, man. Can you imagine my favorite band playing my favorite game right in front of me? I mean, who doesn't go crazy? That's for that? pretty awesome. And uh, yeah. a cool thing that they do. I mean, you, you think about the overall music and the dungeon music, pretty repetitive in Zelda, but they mix it up. They pull in like you know Zelda two music and Ocarina of Time music and stuff like that, and and pull it in. So it's really really good. So okay, you
1: must have been going nuts. What what got thrown up on stage? The your keys, uh, your underwear.
0: Yeah, I. Uh, uh, what 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 else? I threw uh, just a fresh pack of panties up there. I didn't have time to wear them, so I just took the whole <laughs> the whole pack, threw them up there, and um, I don't think anybody caught it. I think it just kind of slid under the back under the drums. But uh, I, it was a good throw. It was about forty yard nice. forty yard toss. I I, I <laughs> it. Yeah, nice. Well done. Yeah,
1: that's, that's a hell of a throw. I bet that somebody somebody on stage must have been like that's a hell of a throw I want to go to that guy's hotel room after this <laughs> after this show. That sounds that guy
0: sounds awesome. I want to go buy some more panties off that guy. Looks like he's got a fresh pack there. Um, <laughs> and then last thing I want to mention your Super Guitar Bros, so good. So freaking good. Sam is one of my all time favorites. Uh, yep. Sam's hilarious man on stage. You know how he told us about how nervous he got beforehand. And yeah. I, I thought that was interesting because he seems like the most relaxed guy. He, he, he's, he's like Norm McDonald come out on stage, you know, RIP Norm McDonald. You know, he's just, he takes control of the crowd. Everyone's listening to Sam because he's so funny. Steve's funny too. Steve's a funny guy, but he went out there and yeah. did this thing. So there's this, there's this thing about MacFest with the, uh, the Colossus roar. It's an old meme. There was an X-Man machine in like one of the olden days and it just roared all night and then everyone just started doing it. And it was cute for the first, I don't know, two years. But then people kept doing it. And then they just do it all the time. And there's actually signs up in the hotel that's like, no Colossus roar past here because people are, this is where, you know, people are playing music in the atrium hall in the Belvedere. There's people, you know, it's where the hotel rooms are. But people just, people just fucking do it. And Sam comes out there and he goes, woo. And everybody's like, what's up with that? He's like, that's new Colossus Roar. And then everybody was just like a little bitty woo. Not a, not a full Ric Flair, but just a... Yeah, not not like a full woo. Yeah, he's trying to uh, take over the uh, Colossus Roar. And he had everybody in there wooing. And it was a good time. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was a good bit. And I ran into him, uh, to both of the bros uh, in the merch shop afterward, and uh, of course ga- gave them your salutations, and I think they'd be interested in coming back on the show. So that was super exciting, so... If anything, if nothing else, I did some I did, I did some good ground game for the podcast. Yeah, and good, good networking. Good job by you. That's awesome. Yeah, so we got uh, we got that going on. But yeah, man, great great trip. I'm excited for hopefully in the future when we're a little bit more past this, maybe we can be a bit more comfortable sharing air. Get you out there. Get you in that arcade. Let's have some
1: fun. Yeah, I'm a lightweight when it comes to traveling. That's for sure. It takes a lot out of me. Like, ugh. uh, <laughs> but um, no, I I, I do I do need to ask a little bit more about the arcade mm, yeah uh what was the most unusual game that uh you encountered that um you uh, had maybe uh, you maybe you didn't even play it you were just like that's just too effing weird for me sure or maybe you did uh, what 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 was that what's number one on your list there
0: yeah so there's this really interesting game that was centered around this um rock band that kicked off in the early 70s and they got popular they they kind of dipped and then they came back heavy in the 80s and they get ab- really and they get abducted and uh you got to use really you got to use guns uh and and shoot uh discs and whatnot at all these guys and 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 save the band it's called uh, what it's called uh arrow arrow johnson arrow johnson davis arrow davis smith maybe pretty good game i hadn't heard it arrow davis sounds like it could be a th- arrow davis sounds like a wide receiver for georgia <laughs> yeah, or like a power forward for the pacers <laughs> but uh foul is at number 42 arrow davis his first personal dude that was really good uh that was good but uh no i gotta clown you on that one because uh you ridiculed me on the internet but
1: uh, yeah well i mean if if you've got all these arcade games surrounded by this you know the country's largest arcade or whatever the gimmick is no, your first thought is, I gotta play me some
0: Rev X right now. Hell yeah,
1: Revolution dude. X.
0: That's that's what you're doing. Hell yeah, dude! Come on. I, I love Aerosmith. On. I had never actually put any time into the arcade uh, game, and I will say the arcade version is four percent better than all the ports. <laughs> well, someone in my my mentions did say like, you know what? This would be
1: a fun laugh with a second player because it's so aggressively early 90s and it's uh you get to hear all the old songs like I forget that was was that Permanent Vacation when that was made or was it later was it like
0: uh, Pump yeah that would have been One of, right I think right before or right around the time of Get a Grip actually so okay yeah. so eat, like early eat the rich, 90s I think is a I think they referenced Eat the Rich in the game okay yeah so uh so yeah that would that's a that's a good
1: era for Aerosmith that That would definitely I was definitely into them when I was a kid at the time so yeah right on yeah that was uh
0: well and I will say that guy was talking about how he's like it'd be fun to play that and laugh I mean I didn't laugh at all when I played it it was kind of miserable <laughs> I mean I, you're sweating because yeah. you're so into I mean, it I mean I played defensive uh you know for the sake of comedy but It's not great, but, uh, you know, we played with Burger Champ. Burger Champ goes all the way. He's, he's all gas, no brakes. So we had to finish it, but I'm glad I did. It was kind of fun, but I I have two excuses as to why I played that one. One, it's right near the door. So we came in and that was the only machine that we saw with nobody on it. Wonder why we jumped on. Um, and also (laughs) Aerosmith's favorite band, but, uh, to answer your question legitimately, there was this game that was very popular and it wasn't your traditional, you know, Thing, uh you know sticks and buttons uh arcade game this one required ping pong balls maybe people have seen this before this was new to me but you had ping pong balls it was kind of like a little bit like skee ball but there's a surface uh that you bounce the balls off of in a hole about uh, three feet out from you and all of these little surfaces where you could bounce the balls off of for extra points, almost like a drum kit. And so you bounce the ping pong ball and you could, you could bounce it off the different surfaces, but as long as it went in the hole, you got points and the more points you got, the better you did. So some people's strategy was to, you know, have all these balls and just rapidly, you know, try to bounce them right in there after another bap, 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 bap. And, uh, it was kind of finicky. Like, you know, you could be, pretty consistent and still miss a few times some people were pretty incredible to watch with that so it was a it was a different take on an arcade game it was in the arcade place it had an arcade scoreboard you know almost like uh, like you're shooting baskets in one of those kinds of games but with ping pong balls yeah. and it was it was pretty mesmerizing actually to see some of the really good people play that
1: it sounds like beer pong but with angles and stuff yeah so that that sounds like it would if there's a scoreboard for that that sounds like something that would be Pretty freaking cool. Yeah, exactly. That sounds
0: that sounds interesting. It's a little outside the box. And and one more that I'll mention: there was uh, in the indie, there's a there's a hall where it's just indie developers bringing their uh, brand new wacky and weird stuff for us to try out. And there was a game that was the most one of the most simple games in concept I've ever seen. It was called Crab Volleyball. It's just what it is. It's crabs playing volleyball, but it's two <laughs> two v two, V2, and you could do all kinds of like flips and smashes and stuff like that. They had a tournament. It was simple enough to enjoy while hammered, but good enough to get really skilled at. So it had that nice balance where you can enjoy it both on both ends of your of your lucid spectrum. And uh, we enjoyed that quite a bit. I took a picture of it uh, and put it in the, in the Discord just so I'd remember it. Crab Volleyball. I don't even think that's the website. It might be crabvolleyball.com. But it, <laughs> it, it looks almost like a Flash game, but it, it is so addictive. It's so good. So, can you accidentally pop the ball with your claw? No, unfortunately, uh not. There's there's oh, no okay. movement. Yeah,
1: it's that that's the first thing that came to mind is like is it, is it's just like a joke game
0: where you try and play volleyball as a crab but you keep popping the ball? It has some interesting physics like y- the crabs themselves are these you know, almost like rectangle shaped hitboxes and they do they have this this um, weird amount of momentum. So, it's like I don't know how to explain it, but it, it's kind of like playing um, volleyball with like I don't I don't even know how to explain it, but it's it's really it's addictive and, and weird, but uh, super fun. You'd never expect it. Who'd have thought crab volleyball would
1: be weird? I I don't know. That that blows my mind. I but true uh, that.
0: That's a good point. <laughs>
1: You guys finished, uh, or I think it was uh, ca- your friend uh, uh, Captain Drachma with his uh, b- buddy Burger Champ, with uh, went on a rampage finishing all sorts of shoot 'em ups. I thought that was pretty pretty impressive. Those
0: games are not easy, right? Yeah, and we even Burger Champ and I joined forces for Prehistoric Isle Two. I don't know if you've heard of that one before. That's that's i I'm going to say it out loud. I'm going to say it's a, it's, a hidden gem. Sounds familiar. Yeah, that was super fun. I'm gonna have to Google this. alright. Pre- it came out in '99, which seems late, but it's it's basically a Metal Slug kind of game with uh, helicopters and dinosaurs. That's right. Somebody
1: pointed this one out to me after I did the um. I, I did a video on uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Jurassic Park arcade game, the one where you sit in the van and it like rocks you around oh yeah rocks you back and forth and i remember googling this and it looked
0: insane so it's super fun yeah i mean it's it's yeah. it's kind of a regular ass shoot 'em up i mean it's it's side scrolling with helicopters and dinosaurs but you can rescue little people for more points if you get them to the end of the level and i don't know it's just just one of those games it's just so over the top and 90s but it came out in 99 it, it looked and played like it was at least like 94 95 it it felt older but it was really good
1: yeah. See, this is what we were talking about earlier. I I, I looked it up, and it was a game co-developed by Saurus and Yumekubo, mm. and <laughs> it's like, who the hell are these people? Saurus does not have a Wikipedia page. Yumekubo does, but it leads to a page to an entirely different company called ICOM, which was bought by Sammy Industry in 1992. It's like, what What are these companies? What the hell is all this? This is so
0: freaking disorganized. But yeah. Sounds like a cover-up from uh, Big Penis 5. I tell you what, they don't want those <laughs> names out there. and we got to get to the bottom of it. Uh, well, maybe we'll have the developers of Big Penis 5 <laughs> on as guests someday. We'll have to. Need that insight. Uh, but you know, that was MacFest. We have been releasing videos still, though. We're, we're still doing our thing. I got to yeah. put out a big one about board games and I said, I bet four or five people will enjoy this. And it turns out upwards of a dozen have been super into it. Upwards. Wow. Man, if, if, not, if nothing else to be said about this video, because I, I don't need to go in detail about board games, but that Pictionary soundtrack slaps way harder than it needs to. Because Pictionary as a game absolutely doesn't need to exist. It sounds like, yeah. it sounds like a meme sentence, but it literally doesn't need to exist. You have paper. You don't need that game. <laughs> You
1: don't need a television and electricity <laughs> you don't. and uh, all these other fancy things. Yeah. Well, the music in Pictionary was made by Tim Follin, uh, who is uh, an overseas fellow. Uh, I think he's from England, and he works a lot with his brother, Jeff, and he, uh, they both uh, worked on the music for Griffey Baseball. Oh, I didn't know that. That is okay. how I came to know that name, because he makes that awesome... I- I've heard that music... Like probably more than any other song in my entire life, and I'm I, I never get sick of it. It's it's really good, but uh, yeah, he he also did lots of uh, like uh, uh, Commodore 64, Amiga, like you know all the personal computer stuff that was popular overseas, um, as well as uh, both Solstice and Equinox. The sequel. oh yeah yeah, and those th- those games have some weird freaking music. So yeah, that guy. That guy was was very prolific. He was made some really, really good stuff over the
0: years. Yeah, I wonder Although, if like I- if he just made tracks and then the the developers arranged them where they need to go. Like I just wonder if someone was like, Hey man, we need uh you know Pictionary, right? We just need a couple tracks for the Pictionary. And he brought his fucking A game for that. Like why <laughs> that? Why did you <laughs> I mean, I don't know what was going on, but uh, it was
1: Kielder. it was a very early version of the meme uh, that's going around lately on TikTok. You know, it's like a guy asking a, asking another dude at a computer, like, "Hey, man, we need some pause music for Goldeneye. <laughs> uh, what, what do you got?" And he's like, "Okay, here you go." And it's that freaking sick beat and it's like just it's like nothing else sounds like that it's awesome and then the guys both start like dancing and rocking <laughs> yeah. out and stuff like that it's like that's the same thing it's like you you did not need to go that hard on that pause music but i know we're we're glad uh grant hope kirk uh
0: did or is it or is it kirk kirk hope hope kirk i get his name wrong all the time but yeah. i don't know but grant something there there were three other or uh, yeah other games he released in 1990 after pictionary silver surfer solstice and sky shark that all could have, you know, benefited from some from some good ass tunes, but no, Pictionary got got the crop that year. He he went all out. So good good for <laughs> good that game.
1: Pictionary.
0: Jeez, of all the things.
1: Well, I mean, at, at the same time, it's like, how do they come up with the music for something like Othello or Monopoly? Like that that seems like a thankless task. Like, oh yeah, I guess that music sounds like Monopoly. Yeah, what do old I people guess. like? Put that in there.
0: <laughs> <With> circus music <laughs> from nineteen twelve
1: game. That game sounds like fake money, I guess,
0: and and prop and properties and railroads. Like, I, I, it's that's got to be weird. It's true. That's a good point. Hey, speaking of weird yeah. though, you've been you've been those hacks, hacking those roms, hacking them roms. Uh, I'm not skilled enough to do that, but
1: I am roming some hacks. So I am, uh, it, yeah. It's it's I love doing these kinds of videos because, especially uh, recently, because it seems like in the past few years. A lot of these ROM hacks have really turned a corner in terms of quality. Mm. Uh, I remember when I first started making this stuff, and uh, I, th- I looked up earlier today, actually, the first video I did was like January 2017. And a lot of that stuff, you know, like Zelda Parallel Worlds was one in particular that just glitched the hell out every once in a while. It was just... And then even then, it's like some of, some of the puzzles don't really make sense. You just have to kind of figure it out, like, okay, what does the game expect me to do? I don't know. I just have to guess. So, so they were very, very rough around the edges. Now there are some games out there that are freaking polished as hell. It's really nice. That's awesome. Uh, there's, uh, there's one in particular. There's actually there's two in particular. Okay, there's three in <laughs> particular that really impressed me. Number one uh, was a game called Super Mario Logic. Which turns it basically turns Super Mario World into a single screen puzzle game. And this dude cranked out like 94 levels, I think, where uh, he came up with this uh, mechanic where you have to collect a certain number of coins so you can pass through this block. And there's a, the number written on this block. So you can, the whole idea to fix, to get the puzzle fu- uh, finished is to grab this like little like orb looking thing with a question mark on it. And the way this guy makes these puzzles is like really kind of ingenious. Like it's 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 really well made. Um, the other one that's kind of similar that's uh, got a little bit of a similar feel to it. It's got kind of an arcade style feel to it. There's a Super Metroid arcade. Oh, um, where every time you go through a door, uh, the game randomly puts you in a completely different part of the game oh no (laughs) so you could end up at a boss fight you could end up at an item you could end up at a map power up you could end up anywhere it's freaking it's it's such a trip to play because it's really addictive because it's you want to see where you go next and in most cases you can't go backwards like you can't just like nope out of where you were and go back uh the deal the door seals up and uh The only time it reopens
0: is when you get an item, obviously, because you have to get out. Okay. I was wondering uh, if there were any soft locks, but it sounds like as long as you defeat whatever's in the room, you can get back out.
1: No, I never got soft locked. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. So it was, it's, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. There's also a lot of different options. Like there's an endless mode. Uh, there's a mode where um, there's like a high score mode. You know, there's all sorts of cool stuff they added. There's a, there's a leaderboard on a, on a website. I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. That's specific for this game. And it's got like a cult following. Uh, so that one is really fun. Uh the third game that uh, I just remembered off the top of my head is a Star Fox ROM hack uh, that's called Star Fox Exploration Showcase, hmm. and that one is blew my freaking mind. First of all, you have to like crank up the settings on uh, the whatever core you're using in in Retron or what it, you know whatever emulator you're using. I, I you cannot play this game on on real hardware uh, on even on a flash cart. It just doesn't really work very well. Yeah. But for me, I, if you play, if you stick to playing this on a uh, emulator, it allows you to play uh, two players with a computer-controlled partner, and you're both. It's not split screen. You're both on the screen at the same time. Oh wow! And you're flying around, whipping around, shooting stuff. It's the computer AI is actually somewhat smart. Not that dumb. Like they don't constantly get in your way. Like it is, I was playing that and my jaw was on the floor like the whole time. Like, holy crap! Where has this been all my life? This is awesome. And that one just came out a couple months ago, I think. Nice. So, yeah, and that's another one that has like a gazillion options. Like, you can play single player, and there's like a god mode, uh, where you get like you can't take any damage. You've got like unlimited Nova bombs, so you can just <laughs> if you're feeling like if you if you need some catharsis in your life. Like man, I just want to blow shit up. Like I just want to play Star Fox and just crank through this game. It's it's really kind of cool. Uh, And and again, there's like high score challenges and stuff like that for that one too. That's awesome. Yeah, those are the three. Yeah, it's if you look at yeah, just look up uh, on YouTube Star Fox Exploration, uh, and you'll see some like people that have made two player videos but like i said you have to crank mm-hmm. up you have to overclock the uh the speed uh at which it's processing because otherwise it's just gonna be slow as molasses uh but um once you do crank it up it is it's exhilarating like it's it feels like a modern game so yeah it's that will be uh that video is actually
0: posting uh oh th- th- this podcast will post on friday so yeah this will be out before then nice yeah that's the uh that's sort of the blue balls that I get having to be on this podcast. I get to hear about the video that comes out tomorrow. I don't, and I don't get to see it. But I did. I don't know if you even talked about uh, Pulseman uh, from uh, that you released. Oh, Pulseman, yeah, Pulseman that you released late, late last week. I, I, I actually I commented, but you know, commenting on your videos is like throwing a nickel in a well, like no one's going to see it. But like I did a, I did a, a bit about uh, the my goodness, Pulseman in for six. You know, I did one of those. <laughs> Yeah. my
1: goodness eric pulsman <laughs> that's that's a name you don't hear very often he comes straight out of south Kakalaki for you know he was a re- tr- he's a transfer from clemson wasn't getting any pt goes to georgia touchdown <laughs> touchdown yeah yeah, yeah. It, it does sound, it does sound like a guy name of a guy that uh yeah third third stringer that's like a three-star recruit
0: he's only playing because everybody else is injured like good times man good good reference there yeah. but I, I wasn't sure if you mentioned that one but that I mean that one looked good we don't have to talk about it too much but um never heard of that it's an interest yeah it's an interesting well
1: yeah I haven't heard of it because Sega screwed up so many things in the late <laughs> 90s it away. Uh, they they only uh released that in Japan Mega Drive and uh also on the Sega channel which you know Yay. how many like yeah like freaking what 12,000, 13,000 people had that, I don't know. Not many. But yeah. um yeah, it just got lost in the shuffle and it's a pretty freaking good game. It's a good combo of like Sonic and Rocket Knight Adventures and a little bit of Mega Man here and there and it's interesting and it's got a really freaking weird story too. And good music. So. Good music to boot. Yeah. Oh, and g- yeah, great freaking music. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's definitely worth seeking out.
0: Hi, this is Michelle from PD's Power Hour, a podcast where you can find cool gaming content creators and or gaming enthusiasts discuss all things alcohol. Check it out if you're interested in learning more about what's in your glass and the process that got it there. Available everywhere podcasts are heard and on polymedianetwork.com. Drink well, my friends. Bye. Uh, let's move into some emails then because we sent out our call for emails. We said, Hey, we're getting a little worried because we're completely out. And how are we going to fill time on this podcast? What do you you want? He wants to just talk about, uh, you know, '90s sports, uh, for you don't want that. You don't want that. So, uh, send in some emails and, and keep, you know, Keep Alex on the straight and narrow. I mean, and out of the. Uh, I could go. I could go on and on about Eric Pulson. I know. If you want, I know. I was afraid you were there for a minute, which is why I tra- <laughs> transitioned to emails. We have an email here calling us out pretty hard, and uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and spoil it. They were right. This is an email that comes from our friend Blake. He says, "Happy Day of Celebration," and uh, that that covers all of them. I think uh, that's that's a happy holiday. You know. Just wide open, any any day of celebration, so good job there. Little did he know we were going to read it on the next uh, podcast, though. That Just to prove to you people how low we were, this was the first email we got after the podcast. (laughs) Happy birthday, Blake. Happy birthday, Blake. Hope you're doing well. All right, he says, yo, drunk friends, in your last podcast, episode 72, and yes, that was the last one, Blake, we're finally reading an email in a timely manner, he said, you said you had read all the cache of emails, but dude... I could have sworn you overlooked mine In typical internet fashion I am now unjustifiably pissed And will take my anger out on you For this oversight by having you answer 10 absurdly random questions below Don't let it happen again Nerds All the best Blake And Blake, we deserve it We overlook the shit out of that email And the thing is, we star every email That's not just, uh, you know Pam, uh, being mean to us And writing us hate mail <laughs> <laughs> we and, and, and those are to oh, read on the God. show. That, those, go, those go straight to spam at this point. Yeah, well, that's spam, Pam. Spam and Pam, yeah. Uh, but we, we, we like to we star the ones we're going to read on the show. Yours was starred to be read, and we missed it. It was down there. Missed it. I scrolled down. I said, oh "My God, there, there's that email Blake is upset about. So
1: That's yeah, it's big whoosh. That's bad. bad job by us. Yep. Yeah,
0: so to to, you know, as you wish, we will answer these 10 random questions. Question number one. How could you? I mean, we're human. We're a little bit busy. Gmail's filing system isn't great for two-user inbox use.
1: Um You know what? No, you gotta lean the other way on this one. Because we can. That's how
0: could that's how we could. Because we can. Okay. No, I'm not let me, I'm, I'm just let me wipe my hand down my face and change characters. Blake, because we can. Okay. It's it's personal. We saw we saw you on there and we were like, Blake. What is that? The name? What is that? Like Jeff Blake, the quarterback? Uh-uh. <laughs> Blake Wheeler for, for the Winnipeg Jets? Does he still play for the Jets? Yeah. And, man, we said, no way. The only sports people we answer to are Tim Brown and that other guy, Steve Carlton. Steve Tim Brown Carlton. and Steve Carlton. That's because they're it. in the Hall of Fame. Jeff Blake is not getting
1: the, the Hall, Hall of Fame. fame. Get in the Hall of he, Fame. He, 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 uh, <laughs> he might be in like his uh, local high school's Hall of Fame, because maybe he set some records there back in like the eighties or something, but
0: he ain't in the pro football hall of fame. So I, I said Hall of Flame twice on accident, like he was in a house fire, but I didn't mean <laughs> that. I meant Hall of Fame. Okay. All right. Oh, Question man. number two. What's the worst part of your favorite game? He's trying to punish us here, and I appreciate it. What's the worst part of your favorite game, Alex?
1: Um, the first thing that comes to mind is the home run derby and Griffey presents Major League Baseball. Um, when you start one and it's just you, like say you're just, I'm just bored. Like, I, I all right, I'll do the I'll home run derby. Or maybe what I used to do as a kid is I used to be like, man, I'm in a hitting slump. I only scored like three runs my last two games. I'm going to do a home run derby and get my groove back. But when you do that, you have to sit there on your sorry ass and watch the computer go first. Mm, And the computer just goes bomb after bomb after bomb puts up like 19. The whole thing, the whole thing takes like 10, 15 minutes. And I'm just like, I wish I could fast forward this. Like, why can't I go first? Like, this is ridiculous. (laughs) Like, so that, that, that's really annoying. Um, Man, I don't know. That, that's really the only thing I can think of. Uh, yeah, what's 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 your answer?
0: Uh, the worst part of my favorite game was that Kelsey Polnick doesn't like The Legend of Zelda. I think that that is, oh. yeah. I mean, that's not even the game's fault. That's Kelsey's fault. That's how much in love with Zelda I am. Does that keep you up at night? I've thought about it a couple times, and I'm like, I don't know, should I unfriend him or no? So we'll see. But um, but no, I. I don't really know, because I forgive so much about that game. I'm kind of blind to its flaws. It's hard for me to come to terms with the fact that it's not perfect. Uh, probably, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, we're talking about the, the Legend of Zelda NES, um, maybe a little too, uh, you know, obscure with its, you know where you're supposed to do what you're supposed where you're supposed to go. I yep. don't know how I ever figured out where level eight was. I think it's because I was just that was the only <laughs> game I had, and I had the candle and I burned every bush on the map. But that that's no good yeah, way to go. That, that's, that's no fun. That's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. 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 That's that's solid answer right there. All right, number three here. Now this one this is a good one. This is a good one right here. All right, R- little game of marry fuck or kill. Classic classic game you play around family and friends at Thanksgiving. Marry fuck or kill. <laughs> Who you got for booger from Revenge of the Nerds? Kirby. And Shaq, what are you doing? Who are you marrying? Who are you fucking? Who are you killing? I have my well, answer did, ready. I'm ready he to He didn't
1: go. specify which Kirby or which Shaq, but uh, I mean, it mm. could be Shaq Thompson, the linebacker that played, yeah, I think he was a first-round draft pick a
0: long time ago. No, the, I think you have to marry Shaq because he's got the money. I'm not fucking Shaq. That's for sure. That's 100% sure. I'm not fucking Shaq. <laughs> so I will marry Shaq for the money. 100%. Yeah. I'll fuck Kirby. He's soft.
1: Yeah. See, Kirby is, is, is the, the F part there. Yeah. I'm going to keep it classy. Wow. Okay. All right, fine. I'll fuck Kirby. I don't care. <laughs> Bring it.
0: <laughs> uh, so we're killing Booger then. All right. We're killing Booger. Yeah, I have no feelings for Booger at same all. Uh, num- number four here. What did Trav do wrong this week? Huh. Uh, you played Revolution X. Or was that technically last week? Uh, we'll ca- it was in the last seven days, so we can count it. All right. Well, that's easy. Yeah. I'll actually agree with that one and just couple that as my answer. Number <laughs> five, if you could teleport to any bathroom in the world, which one would it be? Huh. I'm coming uh, to your bathroom, Blake. I'm going to fuck Kirby in it. Well, what are you eating first? You got to eat something
1: oh. something spicy first.
0: Good call. Yeah. Um well, first I'd run by Arby's and I'd get uh, a beef and cheddar, and uh, I'd take the top bun off, put a little Arby sauce on there. Then I'd drive to Taco Bell, and uh, oh. get a chalupa. Oh my God. No, no, no. I get a I get a, a, a crunch wrap. Slap that on top as the top of bun, and then uh, cover that in horseradish. Why not? Because we're already trying to be gross as possible, and then um, just try to eat that in a parking lot while I cried. And then drive to Blake's house when it was over. Yeah, see, you're you're, you're
1: talking you're talking uh, number two. I was thinking, I think at that point you're just going to vomit. Yeah, that's a three.
0: So, that's a three and a four. That's a number <laughs>
1: three. <laughs> you know the worst place I ever had. Do you, have you do, you guys have CC's down there. It's like oh, dude, yes. CC's pizza. CC that will place- ruin you. That place is freaking disgusting. So yeah, oh man, if if that's my goal, that's that's my that's what I'm hitting up because that stuff is awful.
0: The other day, my Um, wife in the car said, "You know what I miss?" And I thought she was going to say something like, "You know," um, I I I don't know, but she said a movie
1: or a TV show or something.
0: Yeah, like I don't know like uh, a world where there wasn't, uh, you know, turmoil, but she said I kind of miss CeCe's pizza and I almost drove us into a telephone pole. I was like, "No way. Why? What do you the atmosphere? What do you miss about it? Not the pizza, right?" <laughs> the
1: I mean, at least Pizza Hut had remember the sit-down Pizza Hut restaurants, yeah, with those red those red cups. Mm-hmm. And those cool looking lamps, and you know it—it it, it, it was different. I remember it being like not a big deal when Pizza Hut first showed up in uh, West St. Paul, Minnesota, where I grew up, near where I grew up. But now Pizza Hut is just like pure oil. Like it's, it's oily. Like just, just, just slam a bottle of freaking vegetable oil down your gullet. Like it's really just
0: gross. It's super and greasy. The cheese
1: they use is is bad, and it's ugh, ugh. But, yeah, uh, I I don't know what to answer for this. Uh, you know what? For the bathroom question, because I don't want to go to Blake's bathroom after you're done with it. <laughs> but um, I do. I remember seeing a, a picture of a bathroom that had it was like on the top of a skyscraper and it had a glass floor. Oh, so you were looking down like oh you know like several hundred feet or however many stories. I think that would be pretty cool. But aren't people looking up? <laughs> I think it's kind of like uh, it's it's kind of like got like this okay. adjacent like diagonal thing going on, so it's like seriously out by its by itself. Oh, and I it's, see. It's, it's and it's too high up that anybody can see anything underneath. So okay, unless unless you got some weirdo down there with a telescope. Oh, there's
0: something. a weirdo down there. There's a see through <laughs> bathroom floor. There is there's a gaggle of weirdos down there with all the high tech equipment. But, uh...
1: <laughs> they sell tickets for it. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's <laughs> But that's where I'd go. That's where I'd go. All right, number six here, Alex. Which body part would you cut off of Trav? He wouldn't feel any pain. Dot dot dot. Maybe. What are you um, trying? To, what are you trying to take off of me, man? What do you want? Well, if we're playing
1: NBA Jam, I'd have to take off your thumbs. Yeah. Then then I'd have a chance to win because you would absolutely destroy me in NBA Jam. No, I don't know. I'll just take off your hair. Oh, that sounds have good. Ever,
0: have you ever shaved your head? Yeah, not like completely bald, but I, I went through a stint where I was like getting that uh getting that cropped cut, that sports cut. Uh haircut you could set your watch to, as Grandpa Simpson would say. Yeah. That's right. I do have to admit though, I, I played NBA Jam with with the group of people I mentioned earlier, Burger Champ, Drachma and uh, or actually maybe it was Ross, our friend Ross. Oh, right. Really we got gotta give Ross list. a shout out too, yeah. So Ross and Michelle, and uh we lost. We did lose. But it was a close game. We lost uh by one point. But you know what NBA Jam is. Super fun though, even if you lose. You know, I I, I got to take Michelle the task here though. I I I saw the
1: post game stats. I saw the box score. You're only yeah. ta- what did she take like two threes with
0: Thunder Dan Marley? Well, you know, we, she, we're getting her, we're getting her used to the game there. She, she had a strong second half as Majoral, as I used to call him when I didn't know any better. Shuck it up half court every once in a while with that guy. They're gonna go in. It's it's Thunder Dan. That's what he
1: does. I shot a ton of threes with Barkley, and they were
0: terrible. But a few went in. <laughs> i saw that you shot like 15 threes i think you made like nine of them though didn't you not bad yeah not bad but no it was fun it's always fun yeah uh which is sexier a mermaid or a centaur now what a good question what is sexier uh it's always gonna be a
1: mermaid i'm a little biased there because of you know ariel from little mermaid
0: redhead Mm. that whole thing Um, my issue with that is that they're just under the water and i'm never under there (laughs) <laughs> we never see one, unless well, they washed up seen? dead on the shore. And there's nothing who? sexy about a dead mermaid. That's Wh- weird. Well, who who is? What's the sexiest centaur you've seen? I don't know. It was uh, wasn't there one in Harry Potter? He, you know, I don't know. <laughs> if he was over 18, I'll say that he was good looking. If not, forget I said anything. Oh, forget I
1: said Ariel. I don't know if she's over 18. They never oh. stated that in the movie. But she does get married. I mean, who, you're, you got to be over 18 if you're going to get married, right? Especially with a dad like that. Jesus.
0: You know, let's be honest. They're both cryptids. They're probably hundreds of years old. Doesn't matter. There you go. There you go. There you go. There we go. Get off us, lawyers. Uh, can you explain how an air fryer works? Yeah, you, you take some air and,
1: and you fry it. Ah, you, know, you fry it in a pan. You get some oil, and you just
0: pump in some oxygen, and it just it, it fries the air. I'm disappointed in this in this because I, I have an air fryer, and I've wondered this every day. Every time I turn it on, I'm like, "What's going on in there?" And I've never looked it up, and I still have no idea. <laughs> Do you like your air fryer? I've always thought about getting one. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. It's uh, you know, it's like a all-in-one cool deal. You know, re- you, it's great for reheating things, and it's good for toast huh. and.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like, it seems like I'd only use it for, like, chicken and maybe some vegetables that I don't, you know, that have been in the freezer forever. Yeah, maybe, if you want to dehydrate something, it's got that setting. Okay. It's kind of neat. Yeah. yeah. What's the difference between that and, like, an instant pot? Is an instant pot, like, pressurizes everything somehow? I don't know anything about an instant pot. Oh, okay. Because that's kind of what I'm debating between is I, I either want an instant pot
0: or an air fryer. I think I want an instant pot instead, but that's just hmm. me. Yeah, sure. Go for it. Uh so we don't know, I guess is the moral of the story. Yeah. I would, I'm just gonna say magnets and electricity and hope that gets me somewhere. Yeah. Number nine, what flavor of ice cream is Alex? I'm the most vanilla ass ice cream that has ever
1: been vanilla. It's I mean, come on. Plus I like vanilla. I do too. I, you get dunked on a lot, uh yeah for liking vanilla. I don't I don't I don't appreciate that. Not only vanilla ice cream, but vanilla like cake. And uh, other vanilla things, vanilla lattes. Vanilla has gotten a v- vanilla has gotten a
0: bad rap over the years. Like chocolate's that much better. Come on. <laughs> Come on, big chocolate coming in and just trying to throw down on vanilla. but vanilla's where it's at, man. Th-
1: th- that's another uh, weird thing that's that's uh, developed over the past hundred years is somehow vanilla and chocolate became opposites. Why is that? Like they're not opposites, they're just different flavors.
0: Yeah, and they hang out together in the Neapolitan.
1: Yeah, they they're joined together in uh in unity with, with with good old strawberry. Strawberry brings them together. They're the glue they're the glue guy on the in the
0: starting rotation. That's right. Uh no one asked, but I'm a chunky monkey. Number ten, what the hell are NFTs? Oh. I have no idea. Pictures that uh <laughs>
1: They got something going on just some of is just people that want to make money from nothing i th- i don't know <laughs> it sounds really stupid and i don't care enough to read up read up about them that's national f- national
0: football team national <laughs> Na- narwhal free tea berry i have no idea
1: yeah that's when uh that's when uh uh when uh what do you call it uh The Tennessee Titans, when they can't be the Tennessee Titans anymore. They're going to have to be
0: the Nashville football team. (laughs) That's the answer. (laughs) That's it right there. Nashville football team. You got it. All right. Well, Blake, uh, now that we've answered your questions uh, as penance for forgetting your email, here is the email of yours that we overlooked. Do you want to take a turn on this one, Alex? I will. Uh,
1: He starts out saying, not enough time. Sounds like the, what is that, the latest Keanu Reeves movie or something? And he says, uh, good day, drunk friends. Long time listener subscriber here. Thanks so much for all you guys do on YouTube and podcasting. You know, I'm sensing a different tone here in this email. Uh, And he says, you definitely make my hour-long commute to work and back much more enjoyable. You both put out a ton of content, and it's got me wondering, where do you find the time? There's many hours-long podcasts released throughout the week. You put out videos, mostly weekly, sometimes twice weekly on YouTube, and I remember hearing that for every five minutes you see, there's an hour or two behind the scenes. Do your families and friends ever give you grief when you say, I have to record XYZ or capture game footage, etc.? Did they comment or watch your videos slash podcasts? I'm a married father of two and to even set aside time to play a game casually is a bit of a challenge. What so what are your schedules like to get your
0: content done and does it ever interfere with your everyday lives? All the best. Bam. Great question actually. Uh we probably skipped it cuz we were like, oh, it's too real. I have to think <laughs> about my life and all the things that I don't get done to do uh stuff yeah. that I got to do for this other stuff that no one that I have no boss for but myself. I never heard that thing about for every five minutes you see there's an hour or two behind the scenes, but uh, that feels about right, if not a little low for for me. I think we did talk about that
1: a while back. Hmm. We did get an email saying like how many? It was a listener question, I think, for one of our guests that was like how long do these take to make? And yeah, that's that's usually it's it always depends on the game. Like if it's a beat 'em up, it's that's that ain't gonna take long. But if it's, uh, an RPG, that's going to take forever in a freaking day. Uh, if it's a genre video, if it's, if it's like a ROM hack video, like I talked about earlier, then I need to like really find the links. I need to, uh, you know, give credit to whoever made it. There's all sorts of different ways I need to like write it and explain what it is. So I'm not repeating myself every two seconds, but, uh, But yeah, I I kind of uh, am in a bit of a unique situation because uh, my girlfriend is also a gamer. Uh, She plays a lot more modern stuff than me, and she totally gets it, you know, when I'm up here playing the 2021 patch of Griffey Presents Major League Baseball, (laughs) (laughs) my my, my twin season, that I'm like 40 games in right now. See... Trav, you and I, I consider us both A-type personalities. I think we talked about this last week. Mm -hmm. So I think to us, there's a certain level of satisfaction of just, okay, I'm going to play this. I'm going to take notes. I'm going to write things down. I'm going to get them organized. And I'm going to develop this as an explanation as to what this game is and whether or not it's worth playing. That, to me, is like fun. I like doing that. Because not only is it a reference to me, uh, to a reference to me. Not only is it a reference for me later on when I forget what that game is, but um, it's it. Uh, you know, it's I'm lucky enough where other people find that sort of approach useful. Yeah. That, so the whole process is just you know it's fun. It's a real hobby, and it also helps to not have any other hobbies at all whatsoever. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you're talking about, like you know, like the Marvel movies and. Uh, like any movies, like I, I had, the the latest Marvel movie I saw was Iron Man two, I think. Um, <laughs> okay, so I, I've not seen any of those. I don't really care. Um, I don't read as much as I used to, which I feel bad about. But um, yeah, I don't really do. I'm pretty boring. I just walk my dogs. Uh, we don't have any kids. My job has a lot of downtime more, now more than ever, except for days like today. God, but uh, Alex, we screwed this up. Can you fix it? oh, uh, whoops, we did it again. Can you can you fix it again? <laughs> what did you do? Can, now can you show us what you did so next time this happens we can fix it. Oh my god. Ugh. But uh yeah, there's always those situations, but um yeah, it just uh I I just really enjoy um doing it. And that uh, that helps obviously. I think the past year though, um the past couple of years. Sorry, I'm I'm giving like a way no. too long of an answer here, but um No, you're I'm not. Talking. You're fine. But um, I think the pandemic and and being quarantined at home to the point where my uh, channel and my job got put in the same place, so now it's just this getting blasted by a fire hose of nonstop stuff all day, every day. That that's been very, very difficult to the point where I had to start taking up things like meditation because I suck at dealing with stress and all this stuff was becoming way too stressful for me so yeah there's i mean there's always something there's i i I guess i just always like it and i don't have much of a life otherwise
0: (laughs) i mean you say that but i mean i I think people that don't have youtube uh you know channels or creative outputs they also don't have a life they spend a lot of time looking at tiktok and watching netflix i mean they're not really creating anything that's true and that's a hobby for them, and they enjoy it. But ours, our hobby, has is more creating than consuming, which is fine.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's a great point. I, now that you mention that, every time I walk past my boss's uh, office, like to, uh, to go to the bathroom or to go talk to somebody or whatever, he is on his phone, chuckling at something he's watching on TikTok or what, and Instagram or whatever. And it's like, that's all he freaking does all day. And I don't think he realizes what a time suck that is. It's huge, yeah. Then he gets, like, all stressed when he runs out of time
0: for, like, a project or something. It's like, dude, get off your phone. <laughs> man, I used to be really addicted to Reddit and would just scroll for yeah. hours and learned five new things and yeah, in four hours. And, uh, man, not great. But... Uh, he asked, you know, where do you find the time? And he he mentioned that he had uh, you have two kids, Blake, and that's that's awesome. I have a kid, and my entire YouTube channel has existed while my kid has been alive. In fact, I started it basically right after she was born because when kids are really, 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 really little, they're kind of boring because they they're asleep and they're still like a worrisome thing because you're like, oh, oh that thing wakes back yeah. up. But uh, you know, you're not doing a lot of maintenance. And honestly, as the dad, I just got to make sure that you know, everything's good for my wife to take care of her because my baby doesn't really need me for a long time. So all of that said, uh, I spent a lot of time thinking about making a channel for like the first month. I was like, you know, because I watched a ton. I watched a ton of you. I watched a ton of uh, Norm and I watched a ton of uh, Angry Video Game Nerd. And guess what my channel turned into? It's like a weird hybrid of those three things. It is. Um, So that's what I soaked in for like a solid month. I watched all of all of y'all shit. So um, I got inspired with that. And then, you know, I just take advantage of the time when my family isn't awake. So uh, nap times on the weekends are when I do my video editing. I play all the games when my kid's asleep. My wife watches a lot of TV shows that I don't really care about. So we have our own little silos of, you know, after work time. And, and we still manage to spend time together. I do do a lot of podcasts, though. And... um I I enjoy that because there is a uh, yeah I like to run my mouth I guess and I like the improv <laughs> aspect of it all and stuff like that. So my yeah. time is very limited and we we try to keep um you know with drunk friend we try to keep everything and all the stuff on the network on a pretty tight schedule for that because it can be overwhelming if it was just a shot in the dark and we were just doing it, you know, what do you get you free on Tuesday, you know whatever would not work. It the schedule helps so much because yeah. Otherwise, it's so overwhelming. So yeah, it's, it's all about scheduling and just, you know, my, honestly, I, my wife has no idea how many videos I have. My kid has no idea that I have any videos. So like, it's, it's pretty separate from my family life. And it's, it's just because I love to do it. And I can't promise that they will remain at the clip that they are forever. And that's fine. Again, I'm my, I'm my only boss. I love doing it because, uh, the comments are fun and it's, there's something about the, uh, the cataloging and the categorization that I'm going through with this process that's that's cathartic. But uh. Yeah.
1: I think just being able to explain something is cathartic, at least it's to kind me. kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of fun. You know, it's funny. I, I used to wonder as a kid, my dad was always a morning person and he would always wake up at like, you know, between 4.30 and 5 a.m. Wow. And, he, and he'd just be, and this is every flipping day, even on weekends. And he would just be sitting there drinking his coffee, reading the paper front to back. And I was, mm-hmm. always, I was always like, "Why, why, why does he do that?" Like, and it turns out, oh yeah, once you're an adult, especially when you have kids, you are damn right you're doing that because that is your only peace and quiet you're
0: you're gonna get. But um, man, you just took me back to, uh, and I'm sure your dad did this too. But uh, my dad would do the exact same thing have his have his cup of coffee and be reading the newspaper by himself in the kitchen. When I got up, I'd saunter mm-hmm. in there. Doesn't say a word to me because he's reading, but anytime. <laughs> yep. Yep. Any, anytime I would slurp my cereal, I'd hear the newspaper bend down and I knew he was looking at me because he was like, he'd always be like, don't slurp your cereal because it would annoy him while he was reading. And I'd be like, sorry, Dad. Sorry about that. Ah, <laughs> uh, that was a memory I had buried long ago. Slurping oh, in the, awesome. the paper fold. Oh, so the good. Paper fold.
1: Yep. And just the glare. Like, Can
0: you not can can you
1: not do that? Um you know what this this also made me think this email, uh it might this might also beg the question, like, okay, if this takes up your all your time and 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 you like doing this, what the heck were you doing before YouTube? It didn't always exist. So what were you doing? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's all this time and what the hell was going on? What were you doing? Oh, I was making unfunny. I, w- I tried to make music and, you know, joke songs and sometimes serious songs. And um, I'm still playing a shitload of video games, that's for sure. But um, I was always, I was, you know, I'm my mother's son. I always have to freaking have a project going. I always have to make something, write something, mm-hmm. do something. There was this terrible book I tried writing that I long threw in the trash years and years ago. Uh, I, I did like a fake, uh, fake news, uh, onion style thing. Oh
0: yeah. Dude, that's so good though. This, this, was, I,
1: this was back in like 2012, 2013. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And I, I, cha- I, I challenged myself to, um, write at least, I can't remember how many words. It was like at least 400 words, make it as funny as you can come up with dumb ideas for headlines like, you know man argues was physics after losing pencil under desk or something like that you know like uh, what the oh like why the fuck can't i reach this pencil you know just <laughs> the dumbest stuff and <laughs> and it was only to like challenge myself it's like all right i'm gonna see if i can come up with like five things you know one every day per week and and see how long i could do that once i reached a year i was i was pretty much done <laughs> but i did
0: manage to do it for a, a full calendar year you shared the link with me and there's some, there's some golden in there. It was, oh, thanks. It was I, I, it was pretty funny. I, uh,
1: I really only made that stuff to make my friends laugh. Uh, <laughs> you know, just, there's a lot of inside jokes and stuff like that in that. So that's mostly what took up my time before okay. this gotcha. whole YouTube thing.
0: I had a high school sports website for a local regional, like district of schools that was actually pretty popular, but, uh i moved out of the area and was still trying to keep it up and I, I couldn't do it. But it was pretty popular because no one paid attention to to them and I like you know, yeah, I did better you were, than the local you, newspaper in a lot of ways, like with the stats and I did interviews with coaches, much like we do here, but not in audio form. It was in text form. But um, You were cool.
1: uh, you were their lifeline for something like that.
0: Yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. That's that's
1: hard yeah. work too.
0: Yeah, it was pretty thankless too. There's a lot of just a lot of, uh, I don't know what you call them, they're not, just those parents that care way too much about their kid's high school career <laughs> that want to come at you over everything. Like, managing a forum for that is a nightmare. A nightmare.
1: And speaking of forums, that is another thing that w- wasted way too much time in oh, my life. Oh, yes. Was, was er, I was on sports forums, I was, argu- I was having completely meaningless arguments with people about, like, Dante Culpepper and, <laughs> uh, and Gus He has small hands. And... <laughs> I remember that. Yep, kept dropping the ball. Damn it, Dante. Uh, The Randy ratio. Mike Tice, worst coach in Vikings history. Uh, And I was also when Twitter first became a thing, I was freaking like addicted to that like crazy. Like it, it it was my my initial. uh, uh, What do you call it? My introduction to uh, FOMO of fear of missing out. Oh. cause i i was i was only following about 100 people but i had to always be up to date with what was going on i i was so afraid of like missing something that could have used like a funny joke or something like that you know i i th- what i loved about twitter uh back in the day this is like 2009 2010 is that it was like it's not like this anymore at least not in my opinion but it's like a chat room uh where you get to pick who you want to talk to, who who's in your room. And so you can put on anything, any like live TV event. It could be sports, me, the Grammys, the Oscars, whatever. And you just sit there and just like make fun of the announcers, make fun of the refs, make fun of the players, yeah. make fun of what's going on in TV. And you, and you're just like shooting the shit with like, you know, some of your buddies online and those, you know, that was fun for a while. But then after a while, it's just became really constantly negative negative yeah like, overwhelmingly so so uh yeah i had to i had to really pull the plug i want to say i pulled the plug and r- right when i started SNES Drunk, really it was probably around 2013 or so i was just like this is taking up way too much of my time and it's not worth it uh there were times where I, this is so stupid to admit but i remember one breaking point was like i was getting into this argument with this dude on this forum who, uh, who's I don't even remember what we were arguing about or who the person was or what forum it was or anything. I just remember standing in the, sh- this was like, I was drinking my coffee, getting ready for work, uh, just arguing with this dude. And I remember just standing in the shower and my heart is pounding. And I'm like, why am I so worked up over this f- stupid ass argument? And I, I, that was kind of like the beginning like I need to freaking unplug from this. This is so dumb. So, wow. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I was really addicted to to Twitter way back in the day, and I'm glad I'm. I I'm. Just, you you know me. I sometimes I can't help myself, and I I go off on people, or and not I don't go off on people, <laughs> but I I you know sometimes somebody says you know the right thing at the right
0: time, and I'm like oh yeah,
1: huh? huh. Gotta throw that, that snark out. Yep, yeah. there it
0: is. There's that snark. Yep. Now we're dealing with the YouTube comment section, which not much more positive, but uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs>
1: it was. It's. You know what? I went through the same cycle. It, it was really fun for a while, and then it just became this. Well, first of all, people treat YouTube comments like a like a like a uh, a chat room, and it's like, do you not understand how this works? It's like, weird in there. Yeah. Yeah. you You're. 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 you're you're saying stuff bef- that i mentioned in the video like do, are you not listening are you not even watching the video are you just talking to nobody it's it's very odd but yeah i i had to quit i i look at youtube comments like not even once a week like it's you're still at that honeymoon phase thankfully i'm jealous of you cuz you still get oh. to like have relation you get to like get familiar with people and have running jokes and stuff like that that that's long gone for me.
0: I cannot do that anymore. It's- oh, yeah. There's, uh, you know, I'll tell you how small we got it over there, over on Nest Friend Island. We got a guy every Wednesday. He's always the first one to comment on the video. On the video. He says, happy Wednesday. And for a long time, I was like, come on, say something of substance. But it happens so often it didn't happen this morning. And I was a little bit worried. Then at 1030, he's like, man, I didn't get a notification. Sorry about that. Happy Wednesday. And I was Aww, like, man. And I realized cool. I actually noticed he didn't do it. And I was like, man we're family over here aren't we guys That's pretty cool that's
1: that's that's pretty nice That's how YouTube used to be <laughs> to, to me it used to have that communal aspect to it but you know I suppose in your case you can you do but uh, I sure as hell don't <laughs> <laughs> Granted most most commenters on my channel are really nice and very you know they they say lots of really nice things but I'm talking about the drive by people that aren't oh, subscribed yeah. that just you know they 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 think it's a contest to say the snarkiest thing possible and the, well, actually, you didn't mention this and all that nonsense. You know, people, people that don't, that don't care about the video. They only care about getting, about sharing their opinion because that's so important. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, it is. It is. I don't have as many of those, but uh, they do pop up, but you know, it's all good. All right. So our last email here is from Daniel. He says, it titles it. Hello, drunk friends. He says, big fan of both of your channels. And I'm really loving the podcast. I saw your request for more emails, so I'll do my best to help out and thank you, Daniel. I appreciate it. He says, I was wondering based on your NCAA football over under discussion back in September, if you guys were surprised <laughs> oh, no. at Yeah. I don't remember what we picked. Um, if you guys were surprised at how good Michigan did this year making it all the way to the playoffs. So we can stop there and take this one. Yeah. Were you surprised I was I was a little surprised.
1: I was definitely surprised. I thought their quarterback was just another Michigan quarterback. I thought he was bleh. Um, I, that their defense, that Hutchinson dude, might be the first overall pick. Like that guy yeah. is awesome. Like that guy is really effing good. So yeah, he basically carried them against Ohio State. So yeah, that's that's definitely. See, I just see Michigan and I see Harbaugh. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, I, I've seen this movie before. I know, I know what's gonna happen. But no, it's it's more fun when when Michigan is good. It, they're they're one of those teams for, to me, like kind of like Dallas, kind of like the Lakers. Like they're they're gonna be on TV all the effing time. So you might as well hope they're good. So you're watching a decent product. Like I don't want to watch like the worst now in the NFL, especially, is that the New York Giants keep getting national TV games and they're atrocious. Mm-hmm. there's such an awful team to watch it's like can you at least be entertainingly bad like when mark sanchez was on the jets <laughs> sanchez Did i just call him sanchez i meant sanchez
0: <laughs> the sanchez I mean, he's
1: a franchise quarterback right there man that made sense the sanchez yeah but yeah no so i do in a perverse way i do i am glad michigan it was fun to have michigan good and and to see that uh see those folks get their hopes up and get, then get crushed
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the khakied commander had it in him, but yeah, uh, he put, yeah. put together a good year. So we'll see where it goes. But yeah, it's uh, the world kind of makes a little bit more sense when Michigan is a little bit more competitive. That's true. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how it goes. All right. Next question here. He says, "Are you guys annoyed that the SEC seems to have a death grip on the sport?" Um, yeah, a little bit. But I think here's. I mean, I I'm not really great with prognostications because. I kind of just live moment to moment, but I feel like inviting Oklahoma and Texas into the mix there kind of waters down the product. Like now for those schools, you know, Oklahoma was almost guaranteed a playoff spot, you know, nine times out of 10. Now they're not. So, I mean, now you're, I don't know. It just seems to water down the sport a lot when they keep getting bigger and bigger. And on top of that, uh, they just keep being the ones in, in, in the playoffs. So, I mean, like, yeah. I didn't even watch. I didn't watch the national championship game because I was like, "Ugh, I'm over it. I'm sick of these yeah, teams."
1: same. It, I, I I watched about five minutes of it. I saw the score was like something like nine to six, and for a minute, was, yeah, yeah, I was just like, "Oh my god, this, this, these these freaking teams." The only thing that annoys me about the SEC is when you get two SEC teams in the title game. It happened a uh-huh. few years ago when it was Bama and LSU. That game mm-hmm. was a freaking rock fight. It's just awful television. There is not anybody in sports who I cannot wait to retire more than Nick Saban, because when he's gone, that's that's not Alabama anymore. It's going to be totally different. So we'll see what happens after
0: after that. Yeah, definitely going to be weird. Uh, it mu- it must be nice to be an SEC fan, though. I don't I don't know, but uh, for the rest of us out there, it's quite frustrating. Yeah, uh, sure. he says. Yep, he goes on to say, being uh, a similar H to you guys, I hope my Nebraska Cornhuskers can pull their shit together. And you know what? Me too. I kind of miss Nebraska being relevant. I don't know if it's going to happen again anytime soon, but man, I kind of miss Nebraska being a thing. I'm not going to lie to you. I do
1: like those places out in you know flyover country where it means that much to those folks out there. Mm-hmm. So you you know, I, I used to work with a gal named Beverly. This is oh God, that was over ten years ago. But yeah, she was from. It's in Lincoln, right? University of Nebraska. Is it Lincoln or, or is it further west? I think I it's in Lincoln. Yeah. I can't remember. But yeah, she was from that city. Just wore, you know, her her desk at work was just absolutely decked out in Nebraska stuff. And she cared so much week to week. And she was so upset when they lost. So I think of people like her and that's like, man, I kind of hope they're good again,
0: too. So, yeah, I will say great fan base. We we got to play them a couple times about a decade ago. So we had a we had a home and home and home nice. with them. Uh, great fans man top notch yeah. folk
1: you know who I miss is Bo Pelini and all the all the memes all the pictures of him breathing through his mm. mouth
0: like that <laughs> I miss that guy he's got a mug on him that's for sure <laughs> all right Uh, Daniel goes on he says as far as gaming I was curious what your family or friends thought about your passion for games back in the day or even now as YouTubers etc for example my wife is not a gamer so she often gets confused or underwhelmed about my gaming stay well hope you have a good rest of your day thanks for all the amazing content Daniel a history teacher from Omaha Nebraska history teacher all right that's cool Daniel thanks for that um Man, what did your family or friends think about your passion for games? Yeah, we
1: we kind of went over this a little bit in the last email, but a little um, bit. Yeah, I was made fun of in elementary school because I actually had a notebook that I would carry with me, full of you know passwords and you know cheat codes and stuff like that. So I. Like God, Alex, dial it back a bit. Like, not a, not <laughs> everything is video games. Like, what a good Cliven. what What's your good Glyvin? What is your deal? <laughs> you need to stop being so intense about Super yeah. Nintendo. So I I was like <laughs> majorly hardcore. I still have that notebook, by the way. But um, oh, that is awesome. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I? Why wouldn't I keep that? That's it's it's, uh, it's, I don't know. it's 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 a super fun uh, thing to look back on because my also cuz my handwriting was atrocious but uh now i was back then even my 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 friends the only guy who wasn't was my childhood friend dan we would uh you know he was the one with the nes so um he let me tag along with him and his mom t- when we were to rent a game and it was cool cuz he would let me like you know it's like what do you think of this what do you think of this i don't know what do you think of this you know sh- sh- back and spitball back and forth and we'd always settle on like a sports game like arch rivals or something like that but it was uh yeah that was he he was super cool about it but uh my brother made fun of me a lot of course he did he's an older brother but um but yeah pearl you know my girlfriend she she plays games too she's that's that's what's kind of amazing uh is that gaming has become incredibly normalized yeah it's it's seen as you know like same it's on the same level as listening to music or watching movies or anything like that um and it's become a big time communal thing uh especially with stuff like uh you know fps you know halo infinite uh overwatch uh fortnite uh, minecraft all that stuff on all age groups so it's way more normalized now i don't think very many people are are made fun of (laughs) for playing video games anymore but, I wouldn't uh, think
0: so. I wouldn't think all the kids that watch Marvel movies could, could you know, yeah. have any rocks to they're, throw for kids play video games. You're just wonderful. nerds of a different stripe, you know? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. What was your experience like? You know, I, I definitely wasn't on the fanatical level that I think you were. I think I was fascinated by games, but we didn't have a ton. All of my stuff was hand-me-downs. I was getting stuff generations late. Like, I was always fascinated by games uh, and kind of held on to that in the back of my head, but I was more into sports in general up yeah. until, you know, after I graduated college and then I kind of rediscovered video games and was like, oh, now that I have my own income, I'm just going to buy all that shit I salivated over, you know, when I was – my dad right. wouldn't buy me the gaming magazines and I was, I just flipped through them really quickly while he was checking out and then put them back on the shelf and was like, well, there's some cool games in there. I wish I had some. So, um, my fascination came much later in life as an adult, but I have definitely, people come over to the house or something and, you know, they see the game room or, or people bring, bring it up. And there've been a few people that have shot some looks like, really? Video games? Like, they just don't get it. Boo! The nerdism hasn't been normalized for them in a lot of ways. And of course, that was years ago.
1: It's definitely different for our age group. There, there was, uh. There was a meme, uh, you know, you mentioned Reddit the other day. I still subscribe to reaction GIFs, which which make, <laughs> makes me laugh every once in a while. And there was one, um, I can't even remember what the GIF is. I just remember the headline was something like, my wife's reaction when she finds out I've been playing, you know, I, I'm relaxing, I'm spending my weekend relaxing playing video games for 30 straight hours. And it's like, you know, just some guy who's just, like, shrugging like he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> it's like, it's <laughs> like, yeah, like, there are still people our age, like, you know, mid-30s, late-30s, early-40s, that uh, still see games as, like, a waste of time. Like, they just don't get it. They don't understand the appeal. Uh, that is definitely going away, though, with with uh, people my, my brother's kid's age, uh, people, kids that are, like...
0: 10, 12, 14 years old. Which is good. Yeah. So, and my boss used to make fun of me because he would be like, you know, because we have our, our, we have a party a couple times a year with, with a guy who's got a gaming, you know, bachelor house. I mean, he's got, he's got a girlfriend now. He's, he's, he's kind of serving dad purposes with a, with a kid, but like he has this crazy, amazing, fun house for adults. And we would be going there twice a year and we would, me and my buddy uh, who work together, we would always ask for, Half a day of that Friday before off, so we could travel up. He'd be like, "Well, you got you guys going to your your underwear party again because you can so you sit around <laughs> eat Doritos, play your video games all weekend." And we're like, "Underwear? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, dude. What is?
1: What so? do you got against
0: any of that? What is? <laughs> what's the problem?
1: What are yeah, we supposed like, to? Or, or, what's the alternative? Are we supposed to go like build a cabin somewhere?
0: And, uh, yeah, exactly. Do real man stuff, you know, or something? I don't know. That's, that's yeah, exactly, yeah. Watch uh, watch a rerun of Bob Vila home again and put together some rafters? Like, what do you want us to do? (laughs) (laughs) You know, uh, now that I think of it, it's even worse
1: for uh, girls and for women. That's becoming normalized big time among kids. But, you know, Pearl... uh, And I'm not just talking about opinions from, like, other girls or other women... Pearl is like, oh my gosh, you know, she gets comments sometimes from guys that are like, oh my gosh, you like Dark Souls? You beat the Dark Souls games? Oh my god, that's amazing! And she's like, why? It's, it's why is it so novel that I play video games? Like, ugh, like get away from me! <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's, guys are drooling because she plays stuff like Dark Souls, and she's right. Yeah. It's like, get over. So what? That's that's a thing. Well, why i mean i so think it's novel. amazing that anyone beats those games much yeah, less exactly. Pearl, that's true you know yeah yeah those games are freaking impossible but yeah um i think that's about it though right
0: i'm running on yeah. steam here <laughs> yeah i think that's going to wrap it up so thanks everyone for all the emails keep, em coming, keep them coming you know coming please and uh, of course we'll be back here Probably next week with more more emails to read But until then, that's been another Drunk Friend Podcast And guess what, you can reach out to us With those emails, questions, comments, etc At drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com We'll respond here eventually You can go to polymedianetwork.com If you want to hear other podcasts We have Tales of the Lesser Medium, Petey's Power Hour, IndieQuest And Polykill So be sure to go over there and check all of those out Do it, now, get down, do it Get over that
1: now! I don't know. I went. I went full Arnold there. <laughs> you did. If you're not interested in sending an email, you should be because we need them. But uh, you should also give us a rating and review on this podcast app of
0: your choice, and that'll help us out big time. Big time. You can find us all on social media on Twitter. I'm at Trav plays games. Alex. He's over there at SNES Drunk. And as always, the
1: music you heard in the beginning and can hear right now was composed by our friend Coolor. The track you hear is called "Electric Starbounce," and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. And a shout out to Josh Leslie. Shout out to Josh Leslie, Josh, your name, man. Shout out (laughs) to Josh Leslie for your for our thirst
0: quenching logo. Yeah, damn it. And be sure to catch us all on YouTube. And thank you for listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Whoa!